How do you start your day? Are you focused, energized, and tuned in to your higher self? Or do you wake up anxious, unmotivated, and already overwhelmed by your giant to-do list? Welcome to Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein, where we'll have inspiring and practical conversations around how to reverse daily struggle and show up calm, collected, and confident instead. As a psychotherapist, spiritual advisor, yoga teacher, and influential speaker, Laura will discuss all things morning routine for increased productivity, mental clarity, greater connection with self, and better decision-making. So grab your favorite cup of joe and come sit down with Laura. Coffee with the Universe starts now. Hello, hello, and welcome to Coffee with the Universe, where I talk ways to show up calm, collected, and confident on a daily basis. Today, I want to talk about purpose and passion. Do we need to find it? It seems ever so elusive. Or is purpose something that you even find? Do you even need passion? Do you need to feel passionate about something to have a purpose in the world? I don't know. And this is actually quite ironic because if you know me, a lot of the work that I do for people is helping them to quote, find their purpose. So now here I am on this show talking about, do we really need to find our purpose? Is it findable? So it's a little bit interesting that I am talking about this. However, as I have evolved myself, you know, my own self development and growth, I've started to really shift my perspective a little bit around purpose. So today I want to kind of dive into this, the search for it. Um, do we need it? And the reality is, is in order to show up every day feeling confident and collected and of clear mind, which is why I promote having a morning routine and a morning ritual to set yourself up for that kind of day. In order to do that, when we feel like we have a sense of purpose, and when we feel passionate about what we do, then we show up collected, we show up confident, we don't worry about what other people say because we are so grounded in this personal belief that, yeah, you know what, I'm just doing my thing in the world. And so when you can accurately harness this, then you can create um, just kind of like the energy and the feeling that you want every single day. All right, so let's dive into purpose. You know, I feel the, the phrase finding your purpose. I feel like that's such a cliche out here in the West. And it's funny because in a lot of my marketing, marketing materials that I used to do, I'd be like, oh, find your purpose. And now I feel kind of like, I'm just kind of icky doing that only because I feel like it's a little overused, like find your purpose, find your purpose. Um, so I don't really care for that. However, getting involved in yoga, they use a term called Dharma. And I really like that. It's just a little bit easier sounding. So in this show, I'm going to talk about, do we need to find our Dharma? Is it something to seek? 
right? So in the yoga world, we call it Dharma. Um, in the West, we call it like life purpose. Now, Dharma though is interesting. It has several different definitions. Like some people interpret it as life purpose. I have seen it described as living life intentionally, because if you are intentional about what you're doing, then you are essentially living life on purpose. The Stoics say uh, Dharma purpose is really being aligned or in harmony with nature. And they come from the perspective that there is so much stuff out there out of our control. I mean, life happens. We have natural disasters. People, you know, die and, you know, bad things happen. And in, in the, the realm of stoicism, our purpose is to be able to serve and operate from a place of our skill and what we're good at, despite the challenges that we face. I've also heard Dharma uh, described as the greatest authentic expression of self, which I love because in the Akashic Records work that I do, that's really what I am I'm teaching people. I'm teaching who they are at soul level. What is their authentic self-expression? Who are they? Who are they at soul level? Not just who they think they should be or how their job defines them, but really their authentic way of being. So I, I actually really like this definition. And in the Yoga Sutras, Dharma is described as a right way of living, as in one's path. Now, the right quote, there is no right way because my right way is different from Jacob, the producer's right way, which is different from Benny on AM radio. It's different from his right way. So the right way is essentially what is your way. But I really like that because in the, in the Yoga Sutras, it talks about if you are living in the right way, which goes back to that authentic expression of self, then you are on that path to purpose and fulfillment. And really, that's what we're all looking for, right? Is that that sense of fulfillment and, and like fulfillment and that we are essentially doing what we were created to do. So that's kind of how I see purpose. Now, passion, how does this fit into it? Passion is something that we get excited about. And here's the issue that I have with passion. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I, I do think that when we're passionate about something, it inspires and motivates us to, you know, get up and start our day and tackle maybe even more of the, the, the challenging facets of our day, only because we're so passionate about what we're doing. However, you know, as well as I, that passions change. You might have been passionate about going clubbing and partying when you were 23, 24 years old and in college and having a good time. You're really passionate about doing that. And maybe you were even passionate about a certain subject that you were taking in college. I mean, I don't know how many of you out there are actually still in careers that 
relate to your college degrees. Um, I know I'm not, I got a, a, my, my bachelor's in elementary ed and, you know, that didn't last very long. Uh, but, you know, our passions change. So it's hard to operate from the perspective as, oh, I'm going to, you know, live out purpose and passion. I'm going to find my passion because you might have many different passions. You might like have passions that, you know, come and go or, or change frequently. So trying to harness the sense of fulfillment from only the things that you're passionate about can leave you in a little bit of a conundrum, especially when those passions change. Then what? I Right now, I'm pretty passionate about teaching yoga. I didn't intend to teach yoga when I got my a kundalini certification. I just thought I'm doing this, you know, for my own gratification to kind of prove to myself that I can accomplish this. And here I am teaching. And right now I'm really passionate about doing that. But five years ago, that was not my passion. I was passionate about really diving in and learning about, you know, life purpose and, and marketing in that sense. Come find your life purpose. So your passions do change. Now, Jay Shetty, who wrote Think Like a Monk, I've been reading this book lately, he defined dharma, that sense of purpose, as passion, like wherever you are right now, plus your expertise, which is, of course, the things that you do well, plus usefulness. How useful is what you are doing? Are you, do you, do you have that sense of serving others? Because the reality is, is if you ha are, are doing something that you are super passionate about, like maybe you're an artist, but yet nobody is benefiting from your beautiful work, nobody is even seeing it, then there is that sense of usefulness missing. And I really like this idea of, Dharma, because your passion, your expertise, your usefulness, that can change and evolve as you grow. And when you can create a sense of purpose, no matter what job you have, no matter where you are in life, no matter what age you are, when you can create a sense of purpose by mushing these things together, no matter where you are, then it allows you to ebb and flow with changing times, with transitions in life, with the realities of life that we're faced with that are completely out of our control. And so in, in the whole idea of, I have to find my purpose, there is this connotation that like once I find it, I'm good. But what if you outgrow that? And once you find it, then what? In Buddhism, they say that when we desire something, it's a form of suffering. And at first I was like, say what? How do you, how do you suffer when you really want something? But think about it. As humans, we want something. We want a bigger house, a nicer car. 
we're trying to fulfill a need. We think we'll be happy. We think that we'll be okay on the inside. We try to fill a, a need by getting more things, by desiring more things. So if I want that and get at, get that, then I'll finally be happy. But what happens when you finally get that new house or that new car or, you know, a new wardrobe or you lose the 20 pounds that you wanted to lose? What happens once you get that and find that? All of a sudden you're like, eh, okay, I'm still feeling this way. I'm still searching for happiness. So wait, let me try the next thing. So oftentimes when we do come across something that's purposeful, we don't always appreciate it or see it because we have this idea that we're going to find something, we want something, this is what it's going to look like, and now I need to go and get it. And I guess in order, you know, come to think of it, in order to find a sense of purpose, you kind of have to know what you're looking for. Because if someone said to you, go find something in a haystack, your first question will be, um, what exactly am I looking for? If we don't know what we're looking for, it's really hard to find. So that means in order to find our purpose, we would have to know exactly what that looks like. And if we don't know what that looks like, how do we go out and seek it? Now, you might be asking, um, is this sense of dharma something I stumble upon? Or do I have to wait for it for like the universe or some other divine being to deliver it to me? And I don't particularly like this last one because I feel like it puts it gives a message actually that we are not really capable in knowing these things by ourselves um, we need to like have some supreme being give it to us and I don't particularly think that's true the reality is is we all have um, the answers we all have what we need on the inside we just aren't tapping into it okay so you know, I, I just, I don't know. I used to think that purpose was something that you found or like you stumbled upon and had this great aha moment, but I'm not quite sure that really happens. I think that we basically have an experience and we feel like we're in flow and it, we're content and we're, we're driven, there's like this inner drive to just, you know, do like, like this inner calling to get things done. Um, not, not like loud screaming, but just that quiet of, you know, this is important. This is, this is something that you need to do that, that little nudge. I almost feel like those are the moments that we need to be paying attention to. Those are the moments where we're really in our dharma. And for example, I recently went to Batumi, Georgia, not the state of Georgia, but the Republic of Georgia, great little city, by the way, um, they call, uh, the Western, no, Eastern Europeans call it the Western 
Monaco or is it is it Monaco? What do they call like that? Um, the 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 like French Riviera with the casinos and stuff. Is that Monaco? Monaco? I don't know. Do it right now. <laughs> French are, Riviera are you... Monaco. Yeah, it says Monaco. Monaco. Okay. <laughs> um, so it's it's like there's casinos. They call it like kind of like the French Riviera of Western Europe. Um, so cool little city. But while there. I was um, just kind of playing the whole tourist role. And I stumbled upon those horse and carriage rides, which I'm not a big fan of, but you know, okay, at least take care of your animals. And they were gypsies. They did not look like they took care of the horses. Um, One was standing on the side and had a bloody ankle. And I was just so infuriated by this and a little emotional too. I tend to get like overly emotional with cute puppy videos and things like that. Um, But it really like, you know, touched me at my core. So I go back into my hotel room and I'm like, oh, there's got to be an agency I can report these people to, you know, an animal welfare agency. Well, come to find out there isn't one in the Republic of Georgia. The state doesn't really do a whole lot for animal welfare. And there's a lot of street dogs out there. So here I am on Facebook in these Georgian Facebook groups where they're speaking Georgian. And I'm like, "Uh, hello, does anybody speak English? I'm typing in these groups. And I do find a few people who who do speak English and are just kind of telling me that there's just some local groups that help animals on their own, but there isn't really anything organized and the animal shelters aren't that great. Um, But then that led me to an American living in Batumi who has basically rescued street dogs and tried to do her best to Uh, provide care and like medical attention to these stray animals. So then she invited me to her house. So here I am in a foreign country going to this strange woman's house who I don't think is really strange because I, you know, I felt like it was okay when I was communicating with her on, on Facebook and Messenger. But my husband's freaking out. He's like, oh my God, we're in a foreign country and you're going to this lady's house to look at her dogs. And I'm like, yes, yes, I am. Um, And so I went and just saw where she lived and we talked about what she was doing there and, um, you know, the need and they're they're surviving on donations right now and, and they don't have much exposure. So I'm like, okay, well, I can help. There was just like this inner drive to say, you know what, I can help you get that exposure. I'm pretty tech savvy. They weren't, I can help you with that. And then I said, you know, let's go to the grocery store and stock up on some food and supplies. Hello, cat, you are disturbing me. So I'm moving you. Um, let's stock up on some on supplies. And so I, you know, use my credit card, of course, to help support them. And when I got back to the hotel, like after we visited and all this, I just wrote a Facebook post to my family and friends to say, you know, hey, this is what's going on. You know, please support these people if this moves you and you can. And when I reflect on that moment, I realized like the time went by so quickly and I just really felt so complete being there and meeting this person and, you know, being an advocate for what they're doing there was really no thought to it. There really wasn't any debating. And I was like, you know what? I was on purpose here. I was in flow. This is my dharma. Now, no, my dharma is not to go start an animal rescue organization, even though I do volunteer. But I do believe that, you know, our dharma isn't 
connected 100% to our careers. It's connected to our daily way of being and doing. And I just felt it. There was no, I had to find this experience. I had to seek it out. I had, I had to wait for something to, you know, fall into my lap and knock me over the head. No, I just followed those urges um, and I just kind of took what was open to me and went with it and things just fell into place. So that's what I mean about Dharma and purpose. Okay, so I've talked a little bit. I think we need to take a break. Um, but when I come back, um, I, I kind of want to talk about what I think purpose actually is, but also do we block our Dharma? Yes, I do believe we block it. Also a reminder, this is a live call-in show, so if you would like to contribute to the conversation, please give us a call, 1-800-930-2819. You can also type your comments and questions on uh, Facebook if you're watching Facebook Live. Okay, I'll be back shortly. Does your life often feel like an emotional tsunami where rogue waves crash down on you, leaving you feeling hopeless and wondering if it will ever end? Do you wish to awaken the dormant strength inside of you? Imagine what it would be like to turn your pain into purpose. Start today by scheduling a complimentary consultation with Martinet. Dive into your healing journey and begin to see your life in a new light. Visit martinetemmons.com and make your appointment today. You're driven, and it totally shows. Your career is taking off, you're killing it in the mom game. But did your health needs make it on the plate this week? Tune in to the Boss Up Babe radio show, where Carissa Adkins helps babes show up, boss up, and thrive. Every second and fourth Tuesday at 12.30 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Become the boss babe you were meant to be. To sign up for one of Carissa's group coaching programs, visit 365dailyhustle.com. Optimize your breast cancer screening without any radiation or pain. Effective, sensitive, and widely used thermal imaging in Europe is now available to you here in the U.S. Using state-of-the-art FDA-approved camera, Eastside's first and only breast thermography clinic is now open in Bellevue. Safe, sensitive, low cost, no referrals needed. Contact Holistic Medical Center at 425-451-0404 or on the web, drdarvish.com. Tune into Hungry for Answers every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com with me, Robin Clare. I am a recovery coach, professional, and best-selling author, bringing you eye-opening conversations about addiction and groundbreaking tools for recovery. To learn about me and my offerings, visit Clarity.com. That's Claire, C-L-A-R-E-I-T-Y.com. Have you heard about shifting the collective vibration and consciousness on the planet? Join me, Kimberly Barrett, on the Sharing Love and Light show every first and third Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern at TransformationTalkRadio.com to explore the depth of vibration and consciousness on our planet and learn how you can shine your love and light. To learn more, visit SharingLoveAndLightShow.com.
Hey everybody, it's me, Psychic Medium Jamie. And me, Spirit Walker Nicole. We are so excited to introduce you to our new live call-in show called Shades of Spirit on TransformationTalkRadio.com. As we connect you with your crossed over loved ones, angels, and guides, and also help you develop your own psychic and healing abilities. For more information and to book your own private experience, go to ShadesOfSpirit.com and also follow us on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Welcome back to Coffee with the Universe. Today we're talking about purpose and passion. Do we need to really find it? Is there anything to find? I just was talking about my experience and feeling like I was in my element in Batumi, Georgia. So I kind of came up with a definition of what I believe our purpose to be, um, just based on my experiences, but also based on the work that I do with people. So our purpose is who we are. It's not a single job. It's not our passions. It's not our interests. It's not our hobbies because these are really fleeting and we outgrow them. But our purpose is who we are, our divine gifts, who we are authentically, kind of like our spiritual makeup. And when we apply this, we can live out our dharma in any situation. So for example, I do some consulting work for the Holistic Chamber of Commerce, and I am great with words, written and spoken. So copywriting comes easy to me. And even when I am copywriting for like policies and procedures that, you know, typically are not very exciting to go over, because I am meshing my expertise, which is writing, with passion. I do believe in the organization. And because I am meshing that passion for the organization, um, the expertise, and it's useful to people, even though it is just policies and procedures, we all need to have guidelines for an organization. That is purposeful to me. Okay, so I think that we can apply our dharma to any situation, whether it's work, volunteer within our family, And so that's what I feel like we're all searching for is this greater sense of accomplishment, not just in work, but in all facets of our life. There is a lot of pressure to get it. I know, I know. But what if, so here's another question for you. What if you already have it, but you just can't recognize it? Now there's a thought, maybe you already understand your dharma, but you're not paying attention. Do we block it? I do. Yeah, I think we do. I think that our monkey mind gets in the way and we often don't recognize it, even if it's like slapping us in the face. So what blocks it? Well, negative perceptions of self, maybe based on experiences, we think we're somehow broken, damaged, 
not good enough. Maybe we don't think we look a certain way. Uh, we somehow have this negative idea of how we show up. So if our dharma involves a certain action that we aren't comfortable with because, oh, you know, I have to, you know, get up in front of an audience or I would have to do, do this and, you know, I can't do that and I'm not smart enough and I'm not good enough and, you know, I'm not worthy enough. We aren't going to experiment with that root. So our negative thoughts about self can really place this like smoke, a smoke screen in front of us and obscure a path that could totally be fulfilling. Um, worried about appearances, oh, wanting to please others. That's a good one. We block our dharma because we're too busy wanting to make somebody else happy in order to, I don't know, prove something or get recognition. So we're doing what other people want us to be doing. We're not really doing what we're being called to do. Uh, we also tell ourselves, oh, that's not realistic. It's not practical. Sometimes we're called to do something that isn't easy. And we kind of poo-poo the challenge. You know, when I was in Batumi, I, you know, I had this idea, well, I'm going to be the tourist and here are the sites I, I want to see and this and that. Well, my day completely changed because now I had a different goal. I had a different agenda. I was just following that urge, that nudge. And you know, was it realistic? I, I think it was realistic. Um, was it practical? Well, if I needed to follow my schedule, no, it wasn't very practical, but it was something that I needed to do. And often we'll, we will out talk ourselves from doing something because we think it's going to be hard work or, you know, I'd have to stop doing this. And well, you know, this just makes more sense. Yeah, we, we come up with all ways to say, oh, this isn't really realistic for myself, but that's really just excuse. I believe it's excuses that we make that really stop us from going down a path we really want to go. And fear over past failures and mistakes. This is a total showstopper. We make a mistake, we fail, and it's like, oh, Lordy, I don't want to repeat that again. So therefore, I am going to avoid all kinds of things that remotely remind me of this epic failure so I don't ever do it again. And what if what's in our dharma is something that we need to repeat again because it really is purposeful to us. We just didn't really use our superpowers in the correct way the first time around, so it didn't really work out so well. But what if you learn the second time around to be more efficient, to show up more authentically, to do it better, and therefore you get a completely different result? Imagine what you're missing out on. And Jay Shetty, uh, who wrote Think Like a Monk, you can tell I'm reading this book this month because I have a bunch of different nuggets from there. Good book, by the way. Um, I enjoy reading his stories about his life as a monk and what that looked like. So if you haven't read it and it's on your list, go ahead and read it. Um, but Jay Shetty said, what if we think of our weaknesses and failures, not as there is something wrong with us, 
but as someone else's dharma. That's so beautiful. Again, what if we think our weaknesses and failures, not as there's something wrong with us, but as someone else's dharma. And this is just so amazing because we are not all built the same. We don't have the same soul level strengths and gifts. And I am not going to pretend to be an accountant and do accounting. That, that's not my dharma. It's not my thing. And that doesn't mean that I'm a failure at it. It just means that that's not my thing. That is somebody else's thing. And I think that's such a beautiful way to reframe something that we aren't good at. So instead of looking at our failures as something we aren't good at and, and beating ourselves up, up over it, we can consider, you know, maybe this is someone else's dharma. However, like I said before, it is so valuable to say to yourself, you know what, was this failure really in my element and I just didn't harness my energies correctly or my skills, or did I need to learn something differently? Do I still have some, some urging, some, some little piece of me that, that wanting me to go in that direction, even though I failed? If so, listen to that internal voice, because that is a sign, maybe a little message that says, hey, you know what? This really wasn't a failure. It just wasn't done correctly the first time around. Okay. And here's a good example. I just told you I got my bachelor's degree in elementary education. And I was like, teaching is not for me. Um, I remember, I think my first week of internship, they put me in second grade. I don't know. I never even wanted to have kids. So why I chose a career in elementary education, I have absolutely no idea. I was totally not in my right mind back then. But anyway, no, it was part of my path. I take that back. Um, but I remember like after the first week in second grade of like these little kids snotting and Tommy hit me and he's touching me. I was like, what the hell am I doing? And I thought, you know, teaching isn't for me. But here's the thing. Teaching is for me. I am a natural a teacher. That is part of my dharma. But I was teaching the wrong audience. So while I saw my early teaching career as like an epic failure, because I really did try, I tried to fit in and I had principals tell me, oh, well, you know, maybe you should try this instead because it just doesn't seem to flow for you. They were totally right. You know, I was doing my Dharma, but I wasn't doing it very well because I was, there was something that wasn't right within that teaching framework, right? So don't just discount a failure as, this isn't for me. Um, I mean, it could be someone else's dharma, but it, it's worth a second look. And uh, another quote that I love um, from the Bhagavad Gita, which is an ancient Indian text, says it's better to do your own dharma imperfectly than someone else's dharma perfectly. And here's where we get into um, the, the comparison-itis block, like we compare ourselves to other people. We should be doing this. We should be doing that. This is going to make me look good. But now we're trying to do someone else's purposeful work. We aren't really paying attention to our, our own. And I really like that. You know, do your own thing. Do it imperfectly. Flounder your way through if you need to. Um, but you're wasting your time 
trying to do someone else's work to perfection because it's just not yours. And Steve Jobs has a quote, something about the, the same thing, um, that life is too short or, I don't know, Jacob helped me out. This is on my website and I refer to this often. You would think I would know this quote um, about life is too short to live somebody else's life. What is that freaking quote? Yeah, it's your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Thank you. It's on my freaking website. You would think I would like know it by now. And I put it on there because it's good and I can never remember it. Thank you. Yeah, there's actually more to that quote too, if you want to hear the rest of it. Yeah. Uh, So after that, it says, don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. If somehow already know what you truly want to become, everything else is secondary. That is awesome because it just totally talks about like, don't let these blocks stop you Um, and following those nudges, following your heart, the intuitive nudges, because we have the answers. We don't have to find our purpose. We are, we are exactly how we are. We are our purpose. All right, we're going to take the last break. When we come back, so what do we do when feeling unfulfilled and like we're missing our purpose? Like, what can we really do? What are some practical action steps? Just a reminder, this is a live call and show. If you have something to contribute to the conversation, give us a call 1-800-930-2819. I will see you in a few moments after the break. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack, and yes, our office is open, and we are doing strictly phone consultations. If you would like to call and get tuned up, it's perfect time with everything that's going on and things aren't calming down. Pick up the phone and give us a call. It's quick and easy, and it's fun. If you'd like more information on it, you can look at MaryJaneMack.com or call our office at 888-777-4232. Imagine what it would be like to turn your pain into purpose. Tune in to Transformation with Martinet every second and fourth Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Martinet and her guests are here shining their lights today through empowering stories of hardship and transformation. Begin to see your life in a new light. Visit MartineEmmons.com and tune in every second and fourth Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific to Transformation with Martinet. Life can be demanding, but sometimes our wheels are spinning and we're too focused on making them turn to notice we're stuck in the mud. Tune into The Pause with me, Ellen Wyoming Deloy, every second and fourth Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. Learn how to stop, reflect, and start moving forward with intention. And if you're really looking to jumpstart your personal development, schedule a free coaching consultation with me at ellenwyomingdeloy.com. Hey there, I'm Ricky Schwartz from My Turn Life Coaching, Reclaim Your Life. How do you know if you're living your life and not someone else's? Here's one way to find out. First, list out your top five core values. For example, mine are empathy, excellence, passion, service, and core values. 
then put those core values into short first-person core value statements. In my case, one, empathy powers my relationships. Two, excellence is the goal in all things I do. Three, passion fuels my perseverance. Four, my value is measured by my service to others. And five, core values drive all of my life decisions. Now ask yourself, am I using my core value statements to drive my personal and professional decisions? Maybe not, maybe you've never even considered doing so. And that's where life coaching begins. Go to MyTurnLifeCoaching.com and let's put your personal core values into your driver's seat. Tune into Hungry for Answers every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com with me, Robin Clare. I am a recovery coach, professional, and best-selling author, bringing you eye-opening conversations about addiction and groundbreaking tools for recovery. To learn about me and my offerings, visit Clarity.com. That's Claire, C-L-A-R-E, dash I-T-Y.com. Welcome back to Coffee with the Universe, where we are talking about passion and purpose. Do we need it? How Do we need to find it? Do we already have it? Where is it? Where did it go? During the break, um, I was just chatting here with uh, Jacob, our producer, um, and I wanted, I wanted him to share because he had a comment that I think might um, speak to many of you out there. So take it away, Jacob. Yeah. Yeah, so when, when you and I were talking about this show a couple of weeks ago, um, I was reading through some of the notes that you'd kind of come up with and some of your ideas. And the thing that kind of stood out to me is that when I think about passion and purpose, uh, I sort of get this feeling of that, it, that it's fleeting. And then when I kind of reflect on where I've leaned into what I've called my own passions or purposes, it's always been based on kind of the emotional connection that, um, that I feel to whatever, whatever it might be that I'm doing. Um, but then I also think that, you know, emotions come and go and they, they change and sometimes they're not exactly what might, might be true for me. And so, you know, I, I've just kind of been thinking about that as you've been talking about purpose and passion and how I, I feel like the definition can be different for anybody. And when you bring in the emotional ties to it, it gets a little bit confusing for sure. Yeah. And that's why I try to keep, you know, what is, is passion like the essence of who we are, because I, I truly believe that as a a spirit of soul, we have gifts and those don't ever change. No matter, you know, how many lifetimes we live, that is our, our makeup as a soul. It, it's our gift to the world. And that remains steady. However, how we feel on a certain day can change how we feel about our career can change, how we feel about interests can change. So it's almost like if, if we can hold on to just knowing or, or, or learn who we truly are and just really embrace that and, and embody that and be okay if our emotions change or someday we're like, I don't even know if this is my purpose. Is this my passion anymore? I'm not really sure today. I don't feel passionate about this. I think if we can allow ourselves to be okay with the things that are fleeting 
but yet always come back to that sense of this is who I am. These are the gifts that I can share in the world, regardless of what that looks like. Do you think that you can passionately do something that maybe isn't something that you've ever felt you were passionate about? Say that again. So let's say there's something that isn't necessarily what you know, you've found to be your passion or that you've felt these emotions towards. Uh, do you think that you can do, do that thing passionately, regardless of if the emotion is there or if the, you know, the, the energy and feeling behind it matches what you would say you're passionate about? Yeah, I believe you can. And I will often do that to, you know, get myself to do tasks that I don't want to do, like, you know, the, the accounting, my weekly balancing of, of my checkbook and, um, you know, cleaning things, I will say, you know what, I'm going to do this with uh, an open heart, um, uh, you know, good energy. It's like, I try to talk to myself in that way. So I do believe that you can do that. And I also believe too, what really came to mind when you said that was, I think sometimes we don't know we'll be passionate about something until we try it. So we like poo-poo it because, oh, well, that doesn't sound really good. I don't want to do that. But then we try it and we're like, oh, dang, I just discovered something new about myself. Okay. And then, and then there's an element of choice there too, because uh, with something that you might not know that you're passionate about when you find that, then you have to choose to kind of lean into it and make that a part of your routine or whatever it is that you are doing with your life. Um, and then on the other end, if it's something like you mentioned, you know, your daily tasks and things that you might not have the emotional bond to uh the element of choice there is choosing to be open-hearted and have you know lean into it with some passion yeah and I think even like for example when I'm cleaning I'm often talking to myself and because here's the thing I know that my gift is through words both written and spoken a lot of times I don't even like write out what I'm gonna say like I just get these downloads and I start speaking and people are like, oh, that's exactly what I needed to hear. I'm especially like when I'm working with clients. Um, and so I'm, I'm like infusing, I'm like, okay, if I'm going to clean, I'm at least going to talk to myself and see what kind of nuggets of wisdom show up. And you would be surprised when I'm wiping down the kitchen and I'm just rambling about something. I'm like, oh my God, that's an amazing idea. And I go, and then I write it down in my book. So I'm actually infusing and this is what I try to do with everything. I'm infusing who I am and, and my gifts in that act of cleaning, even though I would never tell myself, oh, you know, my, my dharma is to clean things. Okay, I think that, that makes sense to me. I, I can definitely resonate with that. And um, I, think, I think for me, that plays out in different ways. Um, similarly to the way that you have your gift of speaking um, and you can kind of apply that to you things that you do every day um and then kind of find the passion that's like hidden in there um i think for me that comes out maybe in like music or uh writing but yeah i'm not, I'm not as gifted with speech as you are so well yeah but you have your own set of strengths so whatever that looks like 
you can infuse elements into what you're doing. So when I balance my checkbook, and that sounds so old school, like you actually have a physical checkbook, but I actually do because, because of that writing and speaking element that just flows for me. If I calculate my numbers and write down things by hand, it it clicks for my brain a lot easier and I'm more apt to get it done when I'm scribbling things and making notes. So I often have a hard copy register that I use when I'm looking over my business expenses and my income. And so I'm just kind of infusing, hey, this comes naturally uh, to me. So I'm just gonna you know, throw this in. And it works a lot better than if I had to like, you know, just, go online and, and look at numbers. So that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's a really good point. I'm glad, uh, you know, I'm glad that you brought that up because, you know, what you've said is, is so true about, you know, can we find passion in things that maybe we just don't feel so passionate about? Yeah, and I think that's a, that's a, just going to be a practice every day. I think of mindfulness and intention behind uh, what you do to, to not just kind of go through the motions. And I think it's so easy to fall into that. Oh, I, I agree. And that's part of like, you know, what do we do about it? So what do we do when we feel unfulfilled and we feel like we're, you know, missing out on, on passion and purpose and that we like have to go grab, like, oh, I have to go find it. What do we do? And it is important to be very mindful and intentional. You almost have to slow down, like slow way down to the point where you feel like stupid, ridiculous and say, okay, you know, these are the three things that I'm doing today. How can I infuse who I am and my strengths? And maybe even what I'm enjoying doing at the moment, even if that's going to change, how do I infuse that into these tasks? But you do have to slow down and you do have to be super intentional about it because otherwise you'll just make a to-do list and go about your day and not really give two thoughts as to what am I doing and why, and how can I maybe do the same thing differently? Right. And where we're feel, feeling like you slow things down might feel less productive or like you're kind of putting things off. It actually makes it a lot more meaningful when you get to those things. Um, yeah. And it, I, I just get the sense that that's more fulfilling if you can take that moment to breathe and think about, exactly what you're doing and, and how to do it well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Last, last show, was it last show? Maybe it was a show before um, when I interviewed the founder of, of the monk manual, that is actually the book that I use to really be intentional. This is what I'm doing. Why am I doing this? And I talk about uh, this particular planner slash journal in my morning magic program, which you can check out if you would like at cwtu.net slash morning magic. Um, but that's why I'm such a proponent of a morning routine. That's how Coffee with the Universe got started is I was on that hunt. You know, I need to find my purpose and my life is a train wreck and this, I'm not happy. And, you know, so I was like on this hunt to find my purpose. Um, so let me have coffee with the universe and let me dive into some of this work to see if I can find it. So I don't recommend that route because 
like I would like pull tarot cards and I still do use tarot, very useful tool, but I would like pull cards every day and I would like consult the Akashic records and what is my purpose. And I just left even more confused before because I was putting so much pressure on myself. So don't put pressure on yourself, by the way, if you're doing, because I think when you put pressure on yourself, you're also missing things. Pay attention to what you're doing. Be intentional. Um, you know, apply your gifts to a range of activities, experiment, be open, new opportunities that fall into your face may not sound like you, but you might be surprised. That's how I started doing consulting work for the holistic chamber of commerce. I didn't seek out that job. It, they, they sought me out and I was just, I was like, okay, I'm just going to be open because this doesn't, I mean, yes, it's still coaching and stuff, but you know, I don't really know, but I'm having a great time with it. And I do feel inflow and purposeful, but I never would have guessed that. So be open to new opportunities. Even if you don't think it sounds like you, can you try it and see, you never know. You might be like, huh, how about that? Or you might be like, yeah, mm -mm, somebody else's dharma. And also, if you are a yogi, uh, there are yoga kriyas out there. And this is why I love kundalini, because it's like the combination of asana, it's, uh, you know, breath work and mantra and meditation. But there are kriyas out there for clearing the mind um, in really connecting with the third eye, opening and connecting it to that third eye center for greater clarity and vision. And I think when you can clear your mind and, and be clear on what you want, because that's the, the third eye, the sixth chakra, your vision, your overall life purpose. Um, when you can clear the muck and just have that expansive space to be able to see clearly, that's that's when you get that feel for, oh, what is, is that Dharma for me? What does that look like? And I am going to include these in my morning magic course. I have not yet, but I'm going to do some yoga kriyas for uh, purpose and passion and all that good stuff in there. So if you haven't checked out morning magic and you want to start your day more intentional and really see how can I infuse what I'm good at, um, please head over to cwtu.net slash morning magic. And if you want to check out my work with helping people find that sense of purpose and in the Akashic Records side of what are my soul level gifts, you can go over to lauragoldstein.com. So um, depending on what you're looking for, those two URLs. All right. How much time do I have left? About a minute left. Oh, perfect. All right. So, uh, We'll just close up. Any final thoughts, Jacob, before we go? Um, not too many, but I just really like what you said about, you know, having that morning routine, setting your intention and not putting so much pressure on yourself. I think that's where if you, when, when, the second you put pressure on yourself, you kind of start to feel failure if you don't meet those expectations you set. And I think that defeats the purpose. Yeah, for sure. So your, your purpose, your Dharma is who you are. It's not a specific job or thing to get. So be open to life experiences. Try new things. There is no finding, seeking needed. You already had the answers. So pay attention, connect to your inner self, quiet your mind, be intentional, and don't get in your own way. Thanks for listening. I will see you next time on Coffee with the Universe here on Transformation Talk Radio 
every third Tuesday of the month at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you for joining me for Coffee with the Universe. Make sure to tune in next time as I continue to share tips and tricks to help you stop waking up anxious, uninspired, and energetically drained in the morning and feel calm, connected to your higher self and confident instead. If you would like more information on my morning magic course, please visit www.cwtu.net slash morning magic.